0: Abortion is no longer a topic, and the congressional hearing yesterday shows why Democrats have decided to jump onto the racist bandwagon again. And the tantrum the women's soccer team has been throwing for the last five years has finally hit pay dirt. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hope you had a great day yesterday, and today everything's going good. Well, um, the Democrats seem to be having a lot of problems. Uh, yesterday, remember, I told you that the uh, Dow Jones dropped was about eight hundred points down. Yeah, it wasn't finished. It went down to, it lost about eleven hundred and fifty points yesterday, down three and a half percent. And today, it's already down another percentage, another percent, down three hundred and twelve right now, right at this moment. Um. We are now looking at. In, we are now looking at a recession. We've already had uh, negative GDP growth this last month, minus 1.4 percent GDP growth. We could be looking at. We could be looking at negative GDP growth for the next couple of months if things go the way they are. Apparently, uh, a lot of the companies have not hit their marks for profits. So. That's why the stock market is absolutely crashing. And these are big companies Walmart, Costco, uh, Google, uh, Disney, Netflix. No one is hitting their marks. And that's why the entire Dow is crashing. So we could be looking at, we could actually be looking at recession by the end of the year or next year. Right now, well, three weeks ago, they were saying there's a 28% chance we're going to hit a recession. Uh, This week, they're saying, well, we're now in the 30s for recession. And a lot of people are sitting back and saying, a lot of economists are saying that, no, we're not at 30, 35%. We are over 50% chance right now. So it's looking like we are going to hit a recession. A lot of economists are saying that the recession, when we hit, could be between 2023 which would be horrid for the Biden administration because don't forget they've got an election in 2024. So things are not things are not going well for the Democrats. And there that's why they've decided to jump on this uh, replacement theory garbage, which no one apparently believes, but the Democrats are trying to tell everybody that, everyone believes in replacement theory and we're all racist and things like you know what the problem with this argument is that um (laughs) people are getting tired of being called racist all the time and the other thing i don't know any republicans that believe in replacement theory and replacement theory again we talked a little bit about it yesterday it's the it's it's the belief that and it, this is a white supremacist belief system they do believe this it's when a bunch of a group of jewish elites literally that's what it is decide to bring in a lot of brown people into the country to mix the races get rid of white people and then retain power through voting that that's what Replacement theory is okay. Uh, now, Grabian released. I'm not going to play it today because I, I just wanted to touch on this. Uh, I want to watch news this weekend and maybe hear what these guys have to say about it. But I mean, it's been pretty horrid. Uh, but the the fact of the matter is, they're accusing Republicans of replacement theory. But Grabian has a great clip that I will play for you next week that basically shows that the media wants to replace white people with brown people. So they've been promoting a a form of replacement theory for the last several years. And how many times have you heard? I mean, you've got... uh, I can't remember who said it, but she works for the Washington Post. She actually said that the white population went down for the first time after the the 2020 uh, census... And she was praising it. She was thrilled about it because she we were gonna get rid of a lot of white people. And the media was praising it. I'll play that, I'll play that for you next week, because I think we're gonna have to talk a little bit about replacement theory. I just wanna look it up a little bit and find out what exactly it is, because I, I don't know I, I have the basics for it. But I'd like to find some text, maybe from a white supremacist site. I'll get my VPN set up and take a look and see exactly what this thing is because I don't know. I've heard of it before, and I always thought, well, the media is kind of performing replacement theory. But I want to know what the actual theory is, so I won't do it. But you notice something? What's disappeared? And this is where we're going to get into the. Uh, we're going to get into the podcast, what I really want to go through in the podcast, is that the whole abortion thing has disappeared. It lasted for about a week and a half. I mean, Chuck Schumer had a vote on it. What Have you heard anything about abortion anymore? Yeah, well, because it appears it's going to be a real loser for Democrats, especially when they go with as radical a platform as they're doing. So, yesterday, Congress held hearings on abortion and it just didn't go very well. Uh, they had a pro, uh, pro-abortionist uh, activist. They had a doctor, an abortion doctor. And then they had a, a right-wing um, anti-abortionist who had previously an abortion. So she had an abortion, felt really bad for it, and it became an anti-abortionist after that. But the first thing we need to point out is what the leftists actually think about abortion and babies. So I played this clip. uh, I played this clip. I can't remember if I made it into a video. I think I actually included it in a podcast. It may sound familiar because I have played it before. Let's listen to what leftists actually think about abortions. Now, this Q&A was taken, was Actually, interviewed these people were interviewed from Venice Beach, California, and Venice Beach, California. These people are all nuts. So this is this is the extremist view on abortion. The problem with the extremist view on abortion, it ain't that extreme anymore. So, let's listen to, let's re-listen to this clip, just to give you a reminder of what the left actually thinks when it comes to babies.
1: They have their baby, they can neglect them for seven days, and if the baby dies, then they can't be held criminally liable. What do you think? Yeah. I think whatever, like, helps women and helps them achieve their like dreams and however
2: that needs to like happen is definitely acts to help that is helping all of us so so i prefer that most women make the decisions at eight weeks but but i'm also in support of 10 months out of the womb so you think babies should be aborted 10 months after they're born if if the mother wants to, yes. I think fuck them kids. So if like you want to get a late term abortion, like that's up to you. You know, I've had an abortion too and it's, it's, it was my choice and I'm happy I had that choice. I've had an abortion myself. Would you guys get an abortion again? Yes. 100%, 100 times. Yeah. 100 times. I'd do it multiple times. Until I feel that I'm ready to parent, um, that's a choice I'll continue to make.
0: I'm not even going to comment on this video again because I already have. But, I mean, these people are insane. And none of them, none of them will be ever qualified and ready to have a child. So, I, I, it's, it's the immorality is absolutely incredible. So, but the immorality came out in Congress. Immorality and, honestly, just stupidity. So, here is, um, and by the way, the uh, video they were talking about the California law, a California law that basically states that you can actually abort a baby set up to 7 days after it's born which I don't know I think we're going to have to redefine infanticide because that's what I think it is it's infanticide you're killing a baby that is no longer in the womb see they always say well if it's not sentient which is a bad argument you 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 can't kill you can kill the baby um, well, if it's in the womb, you can't, if it's in the birth, control, now they're basically in California making it. and by the way, it's not seven days, it's actually up to 30 days according to the very badly worded bill that they have going up there go, going out there. Chances are that the law isn't even going to pass, but it, it, the reality is it's a very badly worded law. And according to that law, someone can can argue, "I killed my baby at twenty days." According to that law, I have thirty. It, absolutely incredible. Anyway, so here is uh, here. Let's speaking of immorality. Let's take a look at Doctor Yeshika Robinson. Uh, she was asked a question uh, of Chip Roy, Congressman Chip uh, by Congressman Chip Roy, about what they do. With the baby parts, once the abortion takes place, her answer is extremely telling. So let's let's listen.
1: Question: When is the latest that you have performed an abortion in terms of weeks uh, of the uh, unborn child?
2: Yes, my name is Dr. Robinson, and I provide abortion care in Alabama. So Alabama
1: has. What a- is the answer to the question? Mr. The latest that you have performed an abortion.
2: I'm going to answer your question. So, unfortunately, my state is one of those states that has passed um, restrictions or bans on abortion care, which limits physicians like myself. And therefore, in
1: other words, you'd like to do it later. What is the latest you have performed an abortion?
2: So, since I will always follow the law and I live in the state of Alabama, I provide abortion care up until 20 weeks gestational age.
1: Okay, so you performed an abortion at 20 weeks. Yes, sir. Uh, The procedure for an abortion, when we're talking about at 20 weeks, as I understand it, is dilation and extraction. Have have you um, performed abortions at that stage? And in in doing so, have you uh, had baby parts that you've had to uh, discard or store in some capacity?
2: One of the things that you all have done throughout this this hearing is just use inflammatory language. Inflammatory language? No, No, it's a question. Ma'am,
1: it's a simple question. Have you had human parts, baby parts, arms? Legs, as a result of an abortion performed at the time you just acknowledge you performed an abortion. I am a physician and
2: weeks. a proud abortion provider. There is yeah. nothing that you can say.
1: Yeah. May, yes or makes, no makes it difficult have, for me ma'am? to
2: talk about the care that I provide. Right. So, have
1: patients. there been baby parts? Yes or no.
2: If you would like for me to talk and to you, and where
1: have it? Where and how, how we have they been stored?
2: Abortion for patients who need.
1: Care so the answer to the question is fairly weeks, obvious.
2: Age, I'm happy
1: that there be. are baby parts, and you don't want to talk about how they're being stored. You don't mm-hmm. want to talk about putting them in freezers. You don't want to put them talk about putting them in Pyrex dishes. You want to talk about the videos that we have from Planned Parenthood uh, uh, Gulf Coast in Houston, Texas. You don't want to talk about the reality of what actually happened.
2: If you you don't don't mind me answering, all of those things that you just mentioned, I have never seen that in a healthcare setting ever. We don't put baby parts in freezers or Pyrex dishes.
0: Okay, first off, she's just flat out lying here. Okay, sort of. She's sort of lying. And I will, I'll talk about that in a second. But I, I want to point a couple things out. This is what leftists do when they are caught. When they are stuck with a question that they really don't want to answer. They filibuster. This guy, Chip Roy, has five minutes to get his questions out. And then, then she already knows what he's going to ask. She does not want to answer it because it's all true. And she decides to to I mean he knows her name. She introduced herself. Why is she introducing herself again? Because she's trying to filibuster. She's trying to just talk over him. And then of course, "Oh, what you're saying is inflammatory." No, actually what he's saying is not inflammatory at all. What he's saying is absolutely true. Now, she's lying. There's no question. And I'll tell you why I know she's lying. First off, there are plenty of videos of d and okay, which is um, dilate and evacuate. Plenty of them. We've seen it. Second, my ex-wife has had a d and and e is not in necessarily an abortion, used for abortion. It's also used for, uh, uh, what are they called, um, miscarriages. My ex-wife had a miscarriage. And one of the things that they do with the DNE is they take the body parts out and then someone takes the body parts and puts them back together again to see if they got all of the body parts out of the woman's womb. That is a procedure. It's not a secret. It's disgusting. But they do take the body parts, they do put them in pyrex stitches and they do put it together. Now where she could before where she could actually defend herself is she's never seen it because typically not the doctor that does that. So she can get away with that and say, "Well, I've never seen that in a healthcare setting." Um, yeah, I've seen it in a healthcare setting. I haven't actually watched it, but we have heard that that's what they do. They told us that's what they do because they need to make sure they didn't leave any body parts Within, within my ex-wife at the time. That gal got blown out of the water. She looked like a complete moron in that statement. And the why? She refused to answer because abortion is brutal. It is not gentle. D&Es are not easy procedures. And what they have to do to make sure they work is they have to do brutal things. And you're still, and everyone says, oh, well, abortion's safe. Abortions are not safe. I mean, they have to put the baby back together again like a puzzle to make sure they didn't leave anything in the mother? Does that sound like it's safe for the mother? Oh, but it it, it only gets worse. It only gets worse. Here's Amy Aram. Biddy, I I know I Biddy. I don't know. She pronounced it, and it was something I I I know I wasn't. She's an executive director for an abortion rights nonprofit called Avow Texas. Okay, so she works in Texas. Here, she's asked by Mike Johnson of Louisiana when a woman can actually decide to have an abortion. Now, I'm going to point some things out after that. I want you to really listen and really just listen to the tone okay because it's kind of disturbing so listen
1: so so abortion should be allowed then, by your definition for any reason for any purpose at any stage right
2: i trust people to make decisions about their body and then when relevant i think that they need to consult their medical p- practitioners okay and not is, if conference. it is listen
1: let me just ask you this question if it is not lawful and morally acceptable to take the life of a 10 year old child i assume you agree with that right that would be wrong correct I believe that okay that And a wrong. two-year-old child, same thing, that would be murder. We would all agree that's wrong. Then what is the principal distinction between the human being that is two years old or nine months old or one week old or an hour old than one that is eight inches further up the birth canal in the utero? What, what's the difference? Why is it okay in the latter case and not the former cases?
2: I trust people to determine what to do with their own
0: bodies. Wow. Full stop. I mean, she can't answer the question. She can't answer the question. That's where you had that huge pause. She couldn't answer that question because the reality is her answer would have been, well, there's really no difference between a baby that's an hour old and a baby that is just about to give, about to be born. There's no difference between the babies. There's no difference between a one-year-old baby outside of size there's no difference between a 1-year-old baby and a baby that's been that's in the womb at 9 months there's no difference between they're they're both babies she knows that she can't explain it or she won't explain it she knows what it is she won't explain it because if she does she's going to sound like a monster because she already knows that the baby there's no difference And the one thing I wanted to point out here, she actually had to pause when the congressman asked her, you can't kill a 10-year-old, right? She actually had to pause. I don't know if you heard that pause, but she had to pause before she finally said, well, no, you you can't. See, here's the problem with these people. They actually think the baby can be aborted and and you can still abort it. I'm sure my ex-wife wishes I'm a abor- I could be aborted now. Absolutely insane. But th- this gal, this gal was she. And uh, by the way, the full stop thing. She could make the decision. Full stop. Uh, okay. What is that? What? What is full stop? What? Why would you say that? You're gonna you. you That was the only time she sounded absolutely sure of her argument was right when she said full stop. And it it sounded stupid. It said, well, you haven't, it was not full stop through the entire question. You didn't, you didn't answer anything. You paused it everywhere. You couldn't answer this question. Now you say full stop. Interesting. But for her, it got worse. Um, So Congressman Dan Bishop, and I think this is going to be the big question of the year 2022 and trust me this question matt walsh of the daily wire is releasing a movie and a a documentary and a book on this subject and i think this is going to be the question of 2022 listen
1: um what do you say a woman is
2: i believe that everyone can identify for themselves
1: okay um do, do you believe then that men can become pregnant and have abortions?
0: Yes. Okay, so are you going to really take medical advice from this woman? She thinks men can give birth and have abortions and get pregnant? She can't answer what a woman is? By the way, she when she was introduced, she used her she-her pronouns? What does that even mean? I mean, we don't know. Men can be women. Women can be men. What's she, her? What's what's that? Why do you need to give me your pronouns? Can't I call you whatever I want? I could call you he, him. There's no such thing as a woman. Apparently there's such thing as a man, but there's no such thing as a woman. This is the idiocy. This is the absolute idiocy of these people. They want to be taken seriously, but you're unserious about everything. You're unserious about the life of a child. You're unserious when a child becomes an actual life. You're unserious about the science because the science is out there. You're unserious about defining what a woman is. How can any of these people be taken seriously to have a reasonable debate? How can you take these people serious When they're determining the life and death of a child their opinions mean nothing because their whole arguments are illogical speaking of illogic uh here's one of the dumber statements by congressman steve cohen and and to tell you i gotta tell you this guy should be impeached just for making this statement and that is not hyperbole he should be impeached because he doesn't know his job as a congressman. Listen.
1: Now abortion is not mentioned in the Constitution. But fetus is not mentioned in the Constitution either. And the Constitution say anything about when life starts. That is something the courts have to decide because it's not mentioned in the Constitution. And for the courts to absolve themselves of it and get away from it is
0: wrong. No! That's not how it works! The courts don't redefine the constitution the courts don't create law this guy steve cohen is supposed to be a lawyer he should probably know how the constitution works and basically cohen is making alito's argument from the uh draft opinion that was released that was leaked he's making alito's argument alito is saying that abortion is not in the constitution Therefore, the law needs to be litigated, needs to be litigated within the states. It can't even be litigated within the federal government. That's what Alito's saying. Cohen is saying the same thing. Well, abortion and fetus is not in the Constitution, so the court has to... No! The Constitution says if there is no definition in this Constitution, then states make the decisions. It says in the Constitution, even the federal government can't make that decision. That's got to be state. This guy should not be a congressman because he doesn't even know how our government and how our Constitution works. I mean, I've read the Constitution about 50 times. It's not very long. It's really short. Go in there and read it. Jeez. So the anti-abortionist had little trouble dealing with any of this. Do you know why? Do you know why? As a matter of fact, the one anti-abortionist that was there, the one anti-abortionist that was there, put these guys in their place quite easily. The reason she had no problem is because she's reasonable. She was a she. She was a woman. She could define what a woman is. And she used morality in her arguments, not religion, which is what the left always says. Oh, they're always using religion. No, that's not what she did. She used a moral argument. Here is Catherine Glenn Foster, a lawyer and an anti-abortion activist. And she has had an abortion in the past and she's regretted it ever since. And then she became a complete anti-abortionist. She was asked, by Jamie Raskin about rape and incest victims. Now mind you, she wasn't even the first one to do this. They they all did this and basically they started filibustering her and she never really was able to answer a question. This time Raskin made a mistake. He asked her a question and she was able to answer. He didn't like the answer much. Yo so let's let's <laughs> this is great. Let's listen to this.
1: They called is candidly and openly
3: calling for a nationwide ban on all abortions with no exceptions for rape or incest. And if I've got that wrong, I would invite Ms. Foster to correct me. Do I have it wrong, yes
0: or no?
2: Um, if we added rape and incest exceptions, would you vote for it?
3: Uh, okay, I reclaim my time, of course. Uh...
0: I love that. That is the Stephen Crowder way of arguing uh, the rape and incest thing. Rape and incest actually make up less than one percent of the abortions. And by the way, those statistics they come from a pro-abortion group, so they make up less than one percent. And that's what everyone sits there and says. Okay, well, you know, you sure? Rape and incest. Let's we can make it with rape and incest that abortion is allowed, and then we ban every other abortion. Every pro-abortionist will say, will not, will just say no. That's not what I mean. Then why do you keep bringing up rape and incest? They bring up the most extreme cases where there might be a bit of a moral argument. And by the way, she answered this earlier with, with Steve Cohen, because Steve Cohen also brought this up. And she said, well, I mean, the moral objection doesn't change because a woman, how the woman got pregnant, it's still a human life if she was raped and she got pregnant, uh, that's still a human life. That doesn't change the moral argument here. That doesn't change the moral decision. And that is the argument why a lot of conservatives like me, for example, I don't think it's actually right for a woman to have an abortion if she gets pregnant. I mean, I understand the argument, but the reality is the... How the how it occurred, how she got pregnant, doesn't change the moral decision she has to make. It sucks. It's not right. It's unfair. And I can understand the opposite argument, but it still doesn't change the moral argument. You're still dealing with a human life. How that human life got put there... Doesn't change anything. And I, I, I this is the problem with 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 people that try and argue that people should have not have abortions when they were raped. And by the way, we're still talking an extremely low percentage. I mean, we're not we're not talking this is ten percent. No, it, it's less than one percent. Rape and incest. And the incest argument, I actually have a lot of problems with because I I personally think with incest, uh, probably an abortion might be a necessary thing. I I actually, incest is one area where I I, I think that's maybe a different story because you are messing with the gene pool at that point. But Raskin, of course, Raskin says, reclaim my time, reclaim my time. Usually reclaim my time means I don't like what you just said. And he asked her the question. So why is he reclaiming his time? That would have been my question if if I was a, on that board. I would say, why are you reclaiming your time? You asked her a question. She answered it. You don't like the answer? I mean, it was a legitimate answer. He asked. She answered. Well, see, that's what Democrats typically don't do. They don't ask questions. They make statements because they want to be heard. They don't want to be answered. They don't want to be debated. Okay, one of, the, one of the best state opening statements was by um, Burgess Owens, the former football player. Uh, I think he's from Georgia, representative from Georgia. And he had a very good statement as to why abortion is just flat out wrong. And he even said, it's racist.
3: Mystery. I watched it happen. We've lost over 20 million black babies over the last 40 years, as 40% of my race exterminated before given a chance to bless our nation with their innate talents. Based on her conclusion, their demise is a good thing for our labor force participation rate. Secretary Yellen has always concluded that these 20 million black lives would have been an economic drain on our society. A 2017 report by the Life Issues Institute found out that 88% of Planned Parenthood mega centers target women of color, with 80% specifically targeting black communities and 56% targeting Hispanic and Latino communities. For those who love the concept of equity in everything under the sun, including test score outcomes, when it comes to the death of un- unborn, the abortion equity seems to be pretty racist to me. Abortion is not health care. Health care doesn't result in the intentional death of over 60 million human beings. It undermines the dignity and worth of every individual in their God-given right to life. <clears throat> if a woman feels that abortion is her only and best option, I believe that woman has been has, has been failed by her family, her partner, her community, and her health care providers. I'm the father of six children and 16 grandchildren. My pride comes from the joy of watching them grow and start families their own, even if their circumstances are imperfect or, as Ms. Yellen would have us believe, and economic burden. I have two of my beautiful, loving, talented children born after my NFL career, after I lost everything due to a failed business, business, and after a brief job stint as a chimney sweep and a security guard. Thank goodness I was raised by a generation of proud black Americans who taught me that in America, our financial status does not define us. and can be temporary. Our children and family our relationships, on the other hand, are, are not only eternal, but an invaluable treasure during our brief time on this earth. They are the only legacy at the end of our lives that really matter. Our children are the most precious gifts and blessings from a loving God. The fight to defend life has never been more important. The fight to defend the founding ideals of our nation, that all people are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, has never been more important.
0: Everything Burgess Owen said is absolutely correct. And I'll go a step further. This is where Republicans haven't done a good job. This is where anti-abortionists haven't done a good job. One of the things that anti-abortionists need to do is really push this idea that being pro-abortion is racist. Abortion. Uh, Margaret Sanger, who founded Planned Parenthood, who founded who put Planned Parenthood into black communities because she was a racist, she was a eugenicist, and she wanted to control the black community. She didn't want the black population going up. She said this. There are several books where she wrote this. There are speeches where she wrote this. Pro-abortion needs to be seen as racist and anti-abortionists need to point that out. I've been doing that lately. When someone says, well, why are you anti-abortion? Because I'm not a racist and abortion is racist. You have a 57, if you are conceived in a black woman, there's a 57% chance that you're going to be aborted. That's the abortion rate in the black communities. Now they're calling me a racist because I'm anti-abortion and abortion is something that blacks want. No, I would like to see the black population grow. I, I would be a racist if I wanted to see aborted black babies. So I, it's just absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. I, I, and it's, it's how the Democrats turn things around. And I think one of the things we need to do is just start using their own weapons against them. And we're doing that now. That's what Burgess Owens just did. I'm a black man. I'm a conservative. I had kids in the worst times in the world. We always managed. Now I'm successful. By the way, that's the American dream. Which is something Burgess Owens always pushes is the American dream. And, you know... It's racist to be pro-abortion. Great opening statement. I know it was a little long, but it was great. Okay, let's get to the last story. Uh, So according to Daily Wire, in what is being called, quote, an, quote, equal pay, end quote, agreement between the U.S. Soccer Federation and the U.S. men's and women's national teams, the men's team will soon begin subsidizing the women's team's bonuses with their own international prize money. The landmark agreement was reached after years of litigation between the U.S. soccer and members of the U.S. women's national team who claimed they were unfairly paid differently than the U.S. men's national team. Of course, uh, they weren't. (laughs) They were paid based off percentage, but whatever. Let's ignore that. The women, women made this claim even though each team had their own separate collective bargaining agreement about pay structure. Okay. So, here's the thing. <laughs> this is this is stupid. Uh this is an absolute proof that you cannot have equity and equality at the same time. Equity means we are all e- we are all equal. Uh, we are all even equality means involves meritoc- merit merit it involves goals and it does not mean this okay so the just to give you an idea 2000 i can't remember the years but there was the world cup the world cup for the men's team made 4 billion dollars for the women's team, they made $900,000. So the men got paid more. Okay? The men, obviously, they, they shared in $4 billion. So the men got more. The women shared in $900,000. Now, what's worse, the women, by percentage, got more of that money. So the women, I believe, got about 14 15% of that $4 of that $900 million and the men only got 8% of that $4 billion. So by percentages, the women actually made more money. That was the money earned. You, you break up 900, you get, you guys get 14, 15% of $900 million. The men get 8% of 4 billion. So who's get you know why everyone just watches men's soccer? Because it's better. All right, so how are they going to do this? The U.S. Soccer will distribute millions of extra dollars to... By the way, this is from the New York Times. The U.S. Soccer will distribute millions of extra dollars to its best players through a complicated calculus of increased match bonuses, pooled prize money, and new revenue-sharing agreements that will give each team a slice of tens of millions of dollars in commercial revenues that U.S. soccer receives each year. So basically what they're going to do is they're going to combine combine prize money, they're going to combine commercial revenues, they're going to put it into a big pot, and they're going to spread it out evenly. The question, does this seem equal? The men are earning a ton more money. The women don't earn dick compared to the men. No, but it's equitable. Remember this. You can have equality or you you can have equity. You can't have both. Because equality means you earn what you're worth. And the men's soccer team is worth a lot more. Five times more, actually, than the women's soccer team. But now they're all paid the same, that's equity. Of course, you know, I'm sure the men are not going to be thrilled about this. By the way, just just j- to make sure this is clear, women's soccer really sucks. I like soccer. I watch it a lot. That's cuz I played for 18 years. Women's soccer is really slow, it's really boring. They're not very skilled. They're not very aggressive. That's why people don't watch women's soccer. I like—I mean, it's the same thing with the WNBA. The WNBA is brutal to watch. I don't like the NBA. But I'll watch it if I have to. There's nothing else on, I'll watch it. The WNBA is horrid to watch. That's why they have 200 fans in the stands. And I'm not kidding you. I've been to two WNBA games because I used to coach my daughters. They used to give free tickets away so they could... At least put people in the stands. There are two, three hundred people. You a WNBA game, you can sit on the floor for ten dollars. I mean, it's it's I'm exaggerating. And by the way, I just like quality sports. I don't watch the USFL, which is men's football, because it's just not real high quality. I'm not that interested in it. I don't think I don't think the USFL is going to make it because it's just really hard to watch these guys are, like, little better than college players, but not by much. And let's not forget something. A few years ago, the women's national hockey soccer team, the women's national, with that Megan Rapinoe on the team, lost to a boys U-15 soccer team, 5-2. They lost to a bunch of 14-year-olds. Do you really think that's quality soccer? What would happen if the men's team played a U15 soccer team, boys' soccer team? Kick the crap out of them. I just hope that they do it with the NBA and the WNBA. I would love to see LeBron James have to take a yearly salary cut of $20 million so that the women could get equal pay. Bringing equity into the, the NBA. You know, the, the NBA, I wouldn't mind so much if they didn't talk so much of this leftist crap. I want to see them put their money where their mouths are. Okay, I hope you have a great weekend. I'll be gone tomorrow. Uh, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I missed probably two stories that I really wanted to get through this week, but we can do it next week. It's more culture stuff. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talkin' Politics.